What kind of mindset do you have and why does it matter? Hi, I'm Misty Winkler and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast. You hear a lot about mindset these days. Mindset seems to be the golden ticket of self-improvement in many circles. Do you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset? Choose the right one and everything good will come your way. Have the wrong one and you're doomed to stay stuck. But don't worry, there are a plethora of life coaches out there who will help you change your mindset so you can achieve the life you want. (laughs) Yeah. No. We're going to talk about the truth about mindset today and the three mindsets you actually do need. Let's dig in. When it comes to life advice given to us by the world, then we have to be sure that our discernment sensors are on high alert. Most error begins with a grain of truth that hooks people, and then it swings them unsuspectingly into error because of false and often unstated assumptions. The life coachy assumptions popular in the world today are based on a worldview that is antithetical to Christianity. Thus, their advice gradually leads people astray, just like the flatterer in Pilgrim's Progress. What they say sounds good, looks good, and is presented well, so we just go along with it. We need the same reprimand as Christian in Pilgrim's Progress after being caught in Flatterer's Net. Why were you not reading your Bible? If you were, you would have seen through this deception. The grain of truth in worldly life coaching advice is that your mindset matters. How you think about the world and your life does matter. How you think about yourself and the world and your life is also within your power to change. A default error that many of us have is to assume that our thoughts and our feelings simply happen to us. There's nothing we can really do about it. Our our feelings are just there. This is not true. So there is room for that life coach advice of the world to swoop in and show us that we are able to change our thoughts, change our attitudes, and doing so will change our lives. So far, so good, maybe, but it ought to go beyond that. We are not only able to change our thoughts and feelings, we are actively responsible for our thoughts and our feelings. We see this in scripture where we ought to be turning to validate these ideas, such as Romans 12, 2, which says, 
Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. And Colossians 3, 2, which says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. However, you can't actually have responsibility without God. And the world is missing God. Responsibility implies accountability. It is to God that we will be held accountable and therefore why we are responsible. We simply are. Whether we believe in God or not, we are responsible. We will answer to him. Someone, God, created each one of us and put us on this earth for a purpose. He will hold us responsible for our actions when we die. When we as Christians live as if this truth is irrelevant, as if we can listen to people who actively oppose that truth without consequence, then we're joining the wrong team, walking the wrong path, and there will be consequences because God's world and God's control is real and really working in the world. However, lies and false assumptions don't, won't, and can't ultimately work. They're not real. The lie that most worldly life coaching is built on is that there is no God, and if there is a God, it doesn't make any difference. Because their advice does not recognize God as the creator God, but rather it denies him outright, or by teaching that his existence or not doesn't even matter, doesn't make a difference, they simply cannot give wise counsel. They are blind guides. Because they deny or ignore God's existence, they end up teaching that we make our own life. We are our own creators. Their guidance is how to be a better God for yourself. Some even do go so far as to claim that we can manifest the life or the things that we want. That is, we can become creators in the world. If our mindset shifts that we intentionally undertake lead us to think that we can be like God ourselves, we will not go good places in this life or the next. The fundamental mindset shift that all others must be based on to be wise, prudent, and fruitful is that we are God's creatures made for a purpose, given duties, required to worship and obey not ourselves, but the one triune God alone. This, of course, we cannot actually do because um, we did, as humans, try to be our own God, and so now we are all sinners suffering the consequence of our broken, fallen, sinful nature. But Christ has redeemed his people, forgiven them, forgiven us, 
and clothed us with his righteousness so that we can please him and become more and more like him in obedience and submission to him because we are his people that he has made. Given that premise, which is the actual fundamental assumption of all Christianity, then there are certain mindset shifts that will help us be more effective, more satisfied, more happy. Whenever we shift our mind away from the world's false ideas and ideals and define our responsibilities, our roles, ourselves by God's standard given to us in his word, we will be happier and more productive. As 1 Corinthians 15.54 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So here are the three mindset shifts that I have found to be exceedingly fruitful in my own life. One, the service mindset. The message in Disney movies, romance novels, and social media ads encourages us to be true to ourselves, to follow our hearts, to do what's right for us. Such messages make sense in a world where we are expected to be our own miniature gods, creating our own realities and demanding acknowledgement and honor from others. Attractive and tempting as sometimes these mindsets are to our selfish, sinful selves, it's a mindset of falsehood that will take us nowhere good. God The triune God of scripture is the one true God, and he bids us come and die. We are called to die to our selfishness, to our own agendas, to sin. We are called to live to God, for God, through worship of him and service to others. Life is not for ourselves. Life is for God and for service to others. Unexpectedly, we find joy, peace, and satisfaction not in getting our own way, but in giving ourselves away for the sake of others. Whenever we feel self-pity creep in, resentment rise, or frustration increase, we must pause and recognize that as our self-centeredness trying to steal our joy. We must put our self-centeredness to death by replacing it with gratitude to God and a choice to serve others. The dishes, the laundry, the 10 millionth tidying up of the living room, Each instance is a time we are serving not ourselves, but others. In that, we joy while practicing love. Mindset shift two that we need is the interval mindset. 
When we choose goals or projects or outcomes that we're working toward, we tend toward the idealistic. We get a vision, and then we make lists and plans to try to make that vision a reality. Dreaming about this end goal that we want is invigorating and inspiring. Evaluating our lists and getting started with them is daunting. So we fall short again and again of our ideal hopes and dreams. When we spend more time thinking about the end of the project and the realization of our goal than we do in working towards it, we're going to remain stuck and overwhelmed. A planning trick that has helped me to be unstuck and to shift my thinking off the long-term vision where I think I'm creating my future life and towards smaller, achievable milestones that produce real fruitful productivity is what I call interval planning. Instead of planning a full scope and sequence for a fully educated 18-year-old when said child is five, plan just the next school year, maybe just the next school term that will help him experience the world and fall in love with books. That's the next step. And we take action in the here and now rather than in the future. Instead of imagining a fully organized and immaculately clean home, pick a particular drawer or a surface each week to clean and organize. And there is no guarantee that such a plan is going to ever get you to the fully realized, clean and organized home, but you will make more progress and learn more along the way than if you try to plan out the complete system on paper first before getting started. As you choose the scope of the work that you are doing, don't think in terms of long-term idealized goals, but in short-term baby step action plans. Because we have to choose faithfulness on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis. Mindset shift number three is the discipline mindset. How often do we wait to do a job until we feel like it? While it's true that a job does go faster and is more enjoyable when we're in the mood for it, that doesn't mean that we should wait until the mood strikes before we do our job. It's also true that sometimes the mood comes on halfway through the job. Getting in the mood often begins by getting started, not by waiting around drinking coffee or checking Facebook. I frequently say that starting is the hardest part. We make starting even harder when we set up the requirement that we have to feel like it before we do start. Instead, we have to choose the disciplined mindset, the mindset that starts when it's time and looks for the feeling to follow rather than following the lead of whatever feelings happen to arise. Changing your mindset, choosing your attitude is actually 
easier than you might think. It's just something we need to practice. And I have a quick tool that's actually just a free printable that you can get that will help you change your mindset on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis. I call them alignment cards. And they are small bits of truth that we review and remember so that we keep our eyes focused on truth rather than be tossed to and fro by our emotions. You can find this freebie by going to simplyconvivial.com slash mindset. That's simplyconvivial.com slash mindset to get my free printable alignment cards with instructions on how to use them so that you can organize your attitude so you can organize your life. And we do that by repenting, rejoicing, and repeating. Repeating.